0: Hey, everybody, it is me, Mike Hatherwood. And one thing I know is that we all are short on time and we're all doing our best to save money, okay? That's kind of part of the deal of living in modern America. That's why it's so important that you take advantage of honey. Honey is a fantastic tool that you can use on your computer, on your phone, and it really does take all of the busy work out of responsible shopping. It takes it out and it does it for you. Honey is a great way for you to find the best deal and to save money on everything you purchase online. Over 40,000 different companies and retailers. That's who Honey works with. What you do, go to joinhoney.com hi and you get yourself Honey. You can put it right there on the toolbar on your computer or you get the app and it finds the best deals for you. It finds out how you can save money and it applies those savings at checkout. It couldn't be any easier. It's really just two steps and it's quick and it's free and it's there for you. There's no reason why you shouldn't use Honey. It's a great company and we're so proud to have them be a part of the high and dry experience. And I I can't say enough good things about this product. There's really no downside. Sometimes things are too good to be true and you just want to find the fault, there's no fault in Honey. It saves you money. It's quick. It's easy. And you don't have to do any work. It does all the work for you. So go to joinhoney.com slash high and get yourself hooked up with Honey and do yourself a favor, save money, save time, live a happier life.
1: Welcome to the show. <laughs> pull, that, pull that microphone in. <coughs> wow. Sorry.
2: You okay? Did you just stick
1: in? <coughs> well, it's high and dry. It wouldn't make any sense if I wasn't high. I agree.
2: <laughs> oh, I brought a he, one. He's dry. so. Oh, you're dry. I that's am. How,
0: that's how we did it. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense, really. You, you know, you need to do your thing. <laughs> Thank
2: you. It's a great Radiohead song. I mean, what is and, dry. Oh. and dry. I guess it's kind of a cheesy one, but I like it. Jason hates Radiohead.
3: Well, we're
0: doing really. I don't hate. I don't hate. Radio. I don't hate Radiohead, we but do. I do think it's the number one industry thing where it's like you can't say anything negative about Radiohead <laughs> if you're a supposed music elitist. You really? know what I'm saying? Like, oh wow.
2: Whoa. We're listening. It's a glass blunt. I don't
1: think you can do that. You're amazing. Okay. Because that'll smoke in the in the room.
2: Yeah, I don't want to ruin everybody, but I was just showing This
0: you. is a fucking nightclub. Well, wow,
1: that <laughs> is true. It is sure. true.
2: Literally, I walk through crusty Jizz. He's like, don't smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> it was your crusty Jizz, Jason. I don't, I
1: don't.
0: I fucked here. <laughs> that looked good, didn't it?
2: Yo, yeah, what's up? You know you like this. That's not me being judgmental, but it is. You know you love to hit this shit.
0: <laughs> Dylon, Dylon really wants that.
2: What can we? I know. I was just looking at him. I, I see the camera. He's like, "Bitch, there's a camera in front of you."
0: <laughs> I've
1: never seen one of those
2: in real life. It's beautiful. It's you know. How
1: is it when it gets down to the end though? Does yeah. it taste weird? It's
2: it's so great because you just keep twisting out, like you smoke it and then you twist it out and you smoke it and twist it out and it's just always a fresh hit, like
0: a, like a glue stick.
2: Oh, exactly. Shit. Yeah, it's great. I think it's called. I don't know what it, it's not. It's just glass glass blunt. So, but back to Radiohead. Being, do we say your name? <laughs> You don't have Cause to. My
1: <laughs> the dance of love.
2: Yay!
1: So you just said it's weird that we even know you because you're I did you're Tully's friend and I didn't even know you're Tully's friend. You're on the Tully podcast all the time. All
2: the time. I didn't even
1: know because I didn't pay husband. attention. I wasn't listening to absolutely. There was probably a year there where I did not listen to absolutely anybody anymore because <laughs> it would always trigger me. Trigger you how? I I just uh, this I still had a crazy pissing contest mentality where I just was like, I'm gonna destroy everybody in this game,
2: like in a way like you want to be the
1: best. I like that. Eh, It's very tiring, and there's a lot of really good people out there. And most you're never going to be the most popular. Maybe you will be, but it looks like it's pretty bleak for me to win. But even third or fifth is painful to exist to me.
2: It sounds like you're in a competition with yourself.
1: Yeah. So now, but I've really been working on that. You know, my therapist has helped me a lot with it, but I, I don't, I still feel it sometimes. Yeah. But I just, I go, look, dude. Uh, Dak Shepard said to me one time that made sense. He's like some people in the NBA might think, man, I'm not Kobe. You're in the fucking NBA, man. You're in the game. You should just be stoked you're in the game. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. I'm cooler with that. And I feel like all that pissing, even when I win, the actual feeling I got from being better than somebody, I never even really analyzed it. I never took one pleasure, one second of pleasure in it. I only took the pain of not winning. Those are the, like, whenever I'm going to be bigger than this guy. I don't even... Bubba the Love Sponge. There you go. I don't remember actually. being… Bubba the
2: Love Sponge.
1: His, he was on Howard Stern's show, and his show was obviously way bigger than mine. And I was on a music channel, and uh, I was on his show, and he took some shit pretty quickly. So I talked some shit on him, <laughs> and then That's he actually deal. he got me <laughs> to he got the higher ups to tell me to tell me to the hush, because he, really? yeah, he had yes he had big more power than me. So this is all new to me. I didn't know. I was a skateboarder. And, I, and, and the only radio I knew was Howard. And Howard had wars with people. Which which did yeah. seem attractive. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I want to have
0: wars with people. It sounds exciting.
2: The audiences like it.
0: Yeah, that that too. So I then, don't know anymore. I think they used to. I think in 1997, then, it was awesome. What it you're was, about to say, I think, is correct now. I don't think people dig it anymore. And especially, like, Los Angeles is a perfect example. Um LA's got a lot of really, really successful, really good radio personalities and they all get along. <laughs> I will just I have to disagree because now there is a kids. new era.
1: Cause where there's radio, satellite, podcast. Mm-hmm. Now I believe YouTube people that have podcasts, they're bigger than all of us. And they talk shit. They do. And they are, I've just I just got pitched the guy that's fighting Jake Paul, not Logan Paul. And I had Logan Paul on my show. And I, I've had these guys on the show because I'm a moron that's a fighter. Like I'm a guy that shouldn't be doing it and I'm in the gym all day like, "Oh, what do you guys eat? I'm eating it too." <laughs> Punch me, best guy in the world, like I really am fucking stupid. And he did the same thing, so I want to I I respect that. And now I want I want to talk to this other guy so I w- I got you know, his Twitter account today and I looked at it before I agreed to have him on the show and he's just everything is Fuck you! You're fucking going bald, and that dude's like, "Fuck you! You got a big nose, and fuck you can't fight." Your fucking brother's a bitch. For your brother's a bitch. It's every tweet, and it, and everybody loves it. <laughs> everybody loves what they're doing. Everyone yeah.
2: will always love a fight. Just the nature of humans It will always love a fight. I get what you're saying about it. You know, we're in LA, and people. I think people enjoy to appear copacetic. More than they enjoy being chill and cool. I don't yeah, know what copacetic. That's, that's means. like you know, just like everything's chill. Like I'm chill. It's all oh. copacetic. Like but people that, like to look. A I think
0: that's day. the entertainment industry more so than it is like the the people of Los Angeles. But I think I agree completely. In the entertainment industry, it's really important to always appear like it's so great to see you. Oh hey buddy! But like very rarely do you have anyone that you really truly enjoy their company. In a professional capacity, like you, you just don't, you know. Every agent and every fucking television producer and every, you know, com- other f- comics that you deal with, that, I'm sure, like there's constantly this aggressive push to be like, "Hey, right. man, it's fucking! I can't believe you're here, dude. That's awesome." Can't you know, as well, as I did, you're here. you
1: don't have like Katie and I have a 14 year old and a 10 year old. They yeah. don't know who those people are. No, it's true. Yeah, they only know these new people, and these new people are full of energy and hate. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> Honestly. I,
1: I mean, this, I, this. the only thing I do give him credit for because this is the thing that I wanted out of all people in radio. If you've got a problem and it really stings, sh- let's meet and fight. Yeah. I will fucking fight you.
2: It's an honest, it's an honest approach.
1: Yeah. But it. it the, there's that that's only fair if both of you are the same size. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, it's, if you're like a big dude going around going, hey, you know, like if I get Jim and Sam, like, hey man, you know what you guys have, Getting on my nerves. <laughs> Next time I see you, we're fighting. They'd be like,
2: "What the fuck, dude?" But, but here is like, "What are you just shooting?" Really me? unfair. Yeah. Here is the thing. I completely
0: agree. Like, why would you do that, you prick? But we've gotten—it's <laughs> unnatural, though, how we've gotten to the point where it's like it's only fair if because. And I don't advocate violence at all. And if you could go your whole life without getting in a fight outside of a ring, that's the best way to live your life. But there used to be an ethic. Uh, especially in this country where you understood predator prey and the guy who could easily get his ass kicked by other guy didn't act in a way that necessitated an ass kicking because mm-hmm. he knew that that guy would fucking march him outside and punch him right in his fucking or face. Or he
2: did because that was his association to love and he took the fight as Ooh. love. Maybe. Some people but instigate and poke he, the fire. Either way, he
1: got either. his ass kicked. But, we're, yeah. okay, but, you but know, we're in the entertainment world. We're not in the in the, you know, the... World,
0: just natural race. It's I, even in the na- You're being even an entertainer. in entertainer. Trust me, trust me. In 1973, bitches if, were getting slapped. If, <laughs> were they? If, if, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yes. I don't like, believe. like Paul Newman. I... <laughs> you know, Paul Newman talks shit about some stuntman. Yeah. That stuntman was gonna come and fucking get his trailer Paul, and say like, which don't is rude because
2: Paul There's Newman of, donates a lot, even posthumously.
0: He thought he did his own. Very
2: donating. That was probably
0: a, that was probably a terrible spouse. example because Paul, <laughs> Paul Newman wouldn't <laughs> talk terrible. shit, but if Steve, if Steve McQueen, the... if Steve McQueen did, <gasps> what?
1: What you? Paul Newman into Steve McQueen <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> as, as
0: bitches? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like what the fuck is going no, on? Paul Newman no, was never the guy who would talk shit about people. He did his own stuff too. Randy Macho Savage. No, Steve no. McQueen. No. Steve no. McQueen no. was no. kind of a prickly dude. He was yeah definitely. because he was a badass. He was and everybody else was a
1: bitch. I think about that all the time. I have to fight that so much. People drive around me and I'm like, God, I should just fucking end you. You're wasting everybody's <laughs> life. Yeah, and, and it's I'm, someone's and grandma. I'm like, and I'm
0: like, Wow, <laughs> go that's back so unnecessary. Go back and watch uh, some uh, like early '70s Carson shows. And like, there here's a perfect example. Um, Jerry, uh, excuse me. Chevy Chase was one of the first guests, and then Richard Pryor, and this was, you know, beginning of Pryor ascending the ranks because he was the second guest. If it was 1983, Pryor would have been the the main guest. But Chevy Chase comes out; he's the first guest, and he does his interview. He's sitting on the couch, and let's bring out our next guest. Uh, he's a great comedian, and let's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor <coughs> comes out, and he sits next to Chevy Chase, and he's doing his interview. And Chevy Chase starts making some offhand comments, you know, trying to interject and be funny. And uh, Richard Pryor, live on camera, goes, listen, hey, uh, I don't like you very much, so just cut it. And, uh, you know, that, that, but I'm saying, like, that doesn't happen. In 2020, that's not how it goes. You know, like, they you act copacetic, you call your agent after, and he's like, you need to talk to that guy because it's not, probably. but back then, dude, it didn't, there was still the understood ethic. It's like, don't come at me and and, and act like you're the alpha because I will fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? There was still an understanding that, people need to get checked.
2: Was it's, this before or after Richard Pryor set his face on fire? This
0: is way before. This yeah. was like young This is leading
2: up to this young, no his This was like young no facial.
0: Fire. This was no facial hair. Oh wow. No, no like he no did be- that on purpose.
2: No mustache, no smile. Mustache. Wow, was is an young. accident.
0: You know that, right? Oh, he's, he's freebasing. Yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he
2: didn't he didn't do it on purpose.
0: Face
1: on fire.
2: No.
0: It, it
1: exploded in Bernie's face.
2: Yeah, it was Aww. an accident.
1: You didn't know that, baby.
2: I mean, no. You
0: don't know about Richard <laughs> ran out ran out down ran out the street screaming. Yeah,
3: I didn't know that he exploded meth into his face. <laughs>
0: it wasn't meth; <laughs> it was freebase cocaine. Oh, okay.
3: It <laughs> no, it wasn't Excuse crack. Me. It was freebase. That's, that's a way, a, way classier. That's, that's the
0: next level. Like, yeah,
3: that's off the tinfoil. again. Yeah.
0: Because crack, you mix with the the baking soda, and the whole thing is you make mm-hmm. it, you distill it. It, it. You're essentially trying to replicate freebase. Freebase is rocks of cocaine. Okay. put into a glass pipe. Cure, let's do this. Right. Are these all,
2: is that the recipe from Martha Stewart's cookbook?
0: Yeah, it is. it's a, it's Betty Crocker actually. Yeah. Uh,
2: Betty Cracker
0: Man, you're not eating too much after you do one of those. How did you get into comedy because
2: uh, My no, mom fucked the neighbor?
0: Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry what? mom. No, I mean it's all from childhood pain and stuff.
0: Yeah, oh no, I'm most most people No, yeah, most
2: most most
0: comedians. Like, man. Most people comedians that the reason why I asked it it sounded like such a trite question, but most comedians they don't there's very few some are like six years old and they're like, I can't wait. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. And they work on it. But very few of them. Most people have really kind of traumatic lives or they have really interesting ways and paths to get to the point where they're like, fuck it. I'm going to stand on a stage with nobody and ask people to look at me while I try to entertain them. It's yeah. a really, really strange thing to do.
2: It is a weird thing to do. It's yeah. a very weird thing to do. And it, it, like when you look at people who are actually making a living at it, it's such a small percentage because it is so, so difficult to keep going.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, the, it's the most difficult thing in the entertainment industry, hands down. Anybody who denies that is wrong.
2: Well, because it requires failing in front of people all the time. Like, you can't—I can go and work on my jokes to my dogs, but, you know, that's not going to give me a realistic
1: reaction. I'm going to remember that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to fail in front of people all the time. You know, music is a little bit different because— not every person understands notes and how things change and chords evolving and all of that. So you can sort of hide the mistakes. With comedy, if a joke bombs, people are staring at you like, what the fuck next? And,
0: and even more so, which makes it so crazy difficult, is that you rehearse in public.
2: Yeah. it's That's it's, the crazy... Can you and imagine
0: the Foo Fighters being like, uh, we just... <laughs> We just (laughs) thought of this one backstage. Give us a second. And they're like, no, 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 give me an E. Give me a knee, dude. Have
1: you ever seen Metallica, one of the worst decisions they did besides the load and the reload, but they did some stuff where they just released the beginnings of how they made some of the songs. Oh, shit. So it's like James going, yeah, whoa, whoa, we were, baby, yeah. And he's not. And I'm like, I don't want to hear you do
2: that. I Dude,
1: it's so bad. It's it's like some of the, it's like, where, where what is it fuck it's, it's it's off the Black Album too where, you know where there's like actual lyrics that you or I already knew for years and now he doesn't know them. it's Anywhere I Roam isn't <laughs> yes, it it yeah. is yeah it's yeah. a yeah. and I'm like what dude it's no yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like what you didn't even know the words of it before you started yeah it's such uh, like
0: the lyrics have a lot of Meaning to me, you didn't even <laughs> know what you were going to say. Well, and then, and also make the comparison in music as the more successful you get, the more you can aggregate things that you've done before.
2: Yeah. Meaning
0: like, like if you become a big band, you have three or four albums in the bank. You actually are encouraged to play the hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you get, <laughs> so now people can go on stage, you know, the Rolling Stones can go play songs from 50 fucking years ago. People are like, yes, that's what we want to hear. A comedian literally has to keep doing new you have stuff. To it, stuff. Can you imagine time. if, like, you get on stage and you're like, uh, I "Did this one in 1986, everybody? Let's relax. <laughs> I'm gonna warm it over again." You know, didn't it's, that it, happen
1: to Andrew Dice Clay? though? didn't people want to do his
0: old jokes? Well, no, it
2: it, it works both ways. It, it does work like that. But it, when comedians you, do nit, it only, it's usually only when the comedians are nichey like that. When mm. they're like an Andrew Dice Clay, Ooh. where it's like a bit or a character. They get stuck in that. And right. then when they try to evolve, people are like, "What? what is this? Where's Andrew Dice fucking Clay? Yeah. But the,
0: even that, even Andrew Dice Clay is a perfect example because that eventually wore off. Yep. In 1993, in 2003, he'd go out and he'd do his set and then he'd go, hickory dickory dock and the crowd would go crazy. He started doing that shit in 2012 and they're like, Boo! Oh, okay. You know? Like, it just Enough. eventually, it just doesn't… It, it's the, it's such a fucking demanding occupation. And then also, like, I was thinking about how frustrating it must be to be a successful comic. You know, to be an A-lister, you know? And… Why? Because, let's say, you're Bill Burr or someone. You know, someone yeah. who's a great comic. That seems awesome. Okay? that does. It does. But <laughs> it does. tonight, tonight hilarious. after releasing uh, a special a couple months ago, Bill Burr is going to go to the store… And be in the sapling stages of his jokes. Mm-hmm. And so people are gonna come there and they're gonna expect to see a killer because yeah, he's Bill Burr. And they're like, this is, and they're gonna that, leave and they're gonna, i like, that. wasn't that all that from funny. an amateur, but I won't believe that from a, a person
1: of, and I don't know Bill Burr, that I've only had him on the show one time, but I just feel like when you're a certain level and your mind is at a certain level, because I find him, I, he seems pretty advanced to me and his brain works well mm-hmm. and he's analyzed. Humans, a lot because that's a lot of his material and how pathetic we are. So, I think him sucking. Because I know I, I, I've tried to do stand up a little bit, I'm really bad at it. You're I, not, I've I, seen it. I just know that if I'm really bad at it, to me, especially with the fighting thing, trying to stop getting punched in the face, I really have thought a lot about getting into it like a, like properly, like you do, where you'd actually practice, you know, just go, Oh, yeah, I'll go fucking one time a month or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I always kind of choke a little bit. I mean, half of the stuff I don't even know I'm about to say it, so they're not funny, and I feel I go oh, and it's never been a huge crowd, but it's people, and, I, and I'm like, I'm not doing well right now, and and I and I feel the that hesitate that like I, I like I don't like it's like I like it's it's fear. Yeah, I'm I'm like oh my god, and then I'll get off and go oh, but it, it wasn't a really good. It wasn't like oh, he's the funniest guy ever. I'm like whoa, I can't believe this is gonna this is going to be a great career for me. That no, That's not going to happen. I, I kind of like bombing. So if you're like really good and you've done it for fucking 20 years and you go, I've just done a soul out thing. I got my Netflix special and now I'm going to go back and some dude, Johnny, who's used to my Netflix special is like not happy with my new material in my solid sound mind. Do you think I give a fuck about oh, no, him no, no, not no. thinking I'm funny? I, I think people like Bill Burr
0: love going back no, and no, doing no. new stuff. And I, I, and I mean, I mean you know, yeah. Jesse May would know better than all of us in the room, but I, I'm not assuming that Bill Burr is affected by that. I'm simply saying that people have a standard for the greats. Yes. And when they're just, they just released a special, they're still in the beginning phases of putting these jokes together. And it may not necessarily be all that good. And Everyone you go to the loves. store and you see, you see these people and it's like, I, I mean, I, look, I've seen... I'm not talking shit. I'm just giving you personal experience. I've seen Chris Rock come in and do like a guest spot. It wasn't all that funny. But it was very clear he was completely working Have you stuff done that, out. just you May, know?
1: where you do where you're like you've done a bunch of stuff and you go, right, now I'm going somewhere to do stuff that I haven't worked on and it's gonna be the whole set. And you and you feel like, man, I should maybe throw some of my old stuff in right now because this stuff isn't working. Does yeah, it work like that?
2: Normally, like when there's that transitional time like w- with people like Bill Burr, even Rogan that I've seen do it, they have a way of cushioning their new stuff within things that they haven't burned on a special and they can sort of carry over while they're building their sets.
1: Yeah, Right, so you they've know. still got a bit of their Soul old pepper. You, yeah, but.
2: you kind of like find a way to weave it in. Like when you're on the road and you're out in these towns that are you know all, all across the country, you can work on new stuff. And then when you come to a place like the comedy store, it's such a— a hotbed for like true comedy fans that they know that they're seeing people like Bill Burr, Chris Rock, Rogan, Whitney, all these people who are who are headliners work on stuff. So there's an understanding that what they're seeing may be something in its infantile stage, yeah. maybe a joke that's uh, you know just not out of its diapers yet. So there's there's an understanding but I've seen Seinfeld eat massive dicks. I've seen almost every comedian bomb. We all bomb. Right. You, and it's brutal. Like to, to your point of, you know, they don't fucking care. Everyone cares. Everyone fucking cares. Any of these dudes that are like, or girls that are like, oh, I, that, that, that joke didn't work. I'm fine. It all hurts. That's why you keep getting back up. Yeah. If it didn't hurt, you wouldn't try to evolve it. You know what I mean? If it didn't yeah, hurt, there'd point. be nothing to fix. There'd be nothing yeah, to point. heal. So it's like, uh, I've seen them all. I've seen them all bomb. I mean, it's that's a part of the process. And, you're right. There is a little tinge where you're like, ooh, that hurt, but it kind of felt good.
1: There's an adrenaline to it.
2: Yeah, there's an addictive walking
1: up response. there. I mean, I know I know when I'm nervous. E- you know, even when it's like uh, no, I'm just hyped to to fight or I'm hyped to compete or something like that. Like, sure. It it's also nerves. Like, sure. Yeah. And everyone can use has whatever them. word you want, but I've had like shaky leg before. <laughs> and, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm at the dime bar and there's five people watching me and I look at my and I can feel my leg and I'm like are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> Nobody's even listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> but you're
3: still alive, right?
1: I feel like I was. I just smashed the camera. Well, there's so. another thing,
0: too. I don't know if you you're fighting
2: the camera. I don't know if you experienced
0: this, Jason, but I know I do. Coming from radio and then being actually successful in radio and then trying to do stand up, there's a really weird thing that happens is that when you've worked hard and gotten certain success in radio, you understand that the people that are listening to you have made a conscious decision to listen to you. They like the cut of your jib. They're like, okay, I, I dig this guy, his style, his whatever he's doing. When you're starting out in comedy, you take any spot you can. and You may be at some place that really likes, a crowd that really likes vulgar blue comedy, if you're like that, or, or you know, off-color shit. You may be somewhere that really likes artsy stuff if you're like a highbrow. You're more like a, like a Tully, if you're an intellectual fella that's really sharp. Um, I've been in places where, the crowd did not like me or my type of person, and I'm on stage, and I'm like, "This is not good." Because I've got three more minutes. That's way more vulgar. <laughs> and there's like grandmas in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, oh wow! You know, but, but but I don't deal with that on radio because I know that if someone's listening to me on the radio, they they tuned the fucking radio Wait, to that's me. That's happened to you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. saw
1: a grandma in the crowd being disgusted, and you said, "Wow, I still have three minutes of cunt jokes." Yeah. <laughs>
2: Why and you were like, she I'm, like not
1: gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my
0: material in any way I I, I didn't have I much I didn't have anything to change to you can't
2: change you know what it. I'm saying I only
0: have five minutes I only have eight minutes I, I'm like a, a shitty beginner and I'm I'm minute and a half in and I'm like no laughs not only is it no laughs there's there, there's the feeling of bombing where you're like maybe I'm not doing too good then there's the feeling of like this crowd does not like me you know what I'm saying like I'm I'm way too racy or way too artsy whatever it is you know what i'm saying and i've definitely felt that i'm like fuck i still got more coming and it's not anywhere near as nice as what i just delivered that's that's the shitty part i always felt like like i said in glaring contrast to radio where it's like there's the safety net of knowing if you're listening to me you kind of made a decision to do that you know what i'm saying i kind of like when i know it's only the maybe on a bigger
1: crowd i maybe i'd feel bad but I'm only used to going to the dime bar and hearing people that are like me that don't know any jokes yet. Yeah. And if they really die, I f- Katie's seen me do it. I find it really hard not to find that hysterical. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah.
2: When okay. A, when someone dies a hard death. Oh, it's one of the greatest things. You know what one of the best things is? <laughs> I feel so much better is about when somebody's it. dying like… There's been so many times like the store, improv, any of these clubs where like I have a friend on stage who is dying or right. I've been dying on stage. And from the back, you can hear your comedy okay, friend okay, yes. okay, good. laughing. Yes. Good. You just hear like a loud laugh and you know it's like, you know, Cheeto Santino or, <laughs> we or had, Adam Ray and you're like, fucking asshole.
1: We had, uh, <laughs> what's his name on the show that made me, he was on here and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go do stand up at the Bar tonight with Mayhem. And I was like, oh, Mayhem. I'm like, I'll go and do ten minutes. Ian McCall. Ian McCall. Yeah, because yeah, I knew that uh, Adam Hunter would. All, he always is nice, and he was always yeah. he'll let me do it. Adam's nice. And I was like, cool, I'll get to see mayhem. And and Ian talked a mean game about he's doing all this practicing, and he's three days a week at uh, open mics. And I'm like, oh wow, okay, he's doing what everyone says you're supposed to do if you want to not completely suck at this. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's just motivating me again to go down there and watch. And sure enough, they put him on right before me. So he's like, you're on after him. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh shit. Okay, cool. And I'm like, okay, man, Well, here he goes. And he just died so hard. <laughs> and I don't know him that well, but I like him, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm just in the back going, <laughs> <laughs> trying not to. <laughs> Some lady goes to me, <clears throat> she goes, is that your friend? You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Because otherwise you would be a fucking asshole. And like I think she didn't say that, but I could tell she was questioning me like, are you the meanest person in the world or are you his friend? Yeah. Because I couldn't help it, but it made me feel so much better about going up there. That's the other cold thing about it. I was like, I can't, I don't even care if I do. If we do back to back, I'd be pumped, but there's no way I could suck as hard as that.
2: I think the biggest mistake people, people he make— He threatened
1: people in the audience. <laughs> I love
2: that. <laughs> I love when comics do that. And nobody laughed. You yeah.
1: like, I mean? It was like—
2: Of course you threatened them because they didn't love him. And that's like the <laughs> biggest mistake comedians make when they step on stage is they assume the crowd is going to love them. And if they don't, it's the crowd's fault. fault
0: right, right. And
2: it's never— Like, very rarely do you ever blame a room. Like, if I'm bombing, it's 99.9% my fault. Right. It's very rarely a bad room. The crowd was bad. That shit doesn't exist. They
0: paid money and got out of their house to laugh. That yeah. was their whole point right. in showing yeah. up is to laugh.
2: And yeah. if they didn't connect with you, that's because you're disconnected with yourself, your material, the moment, you're in your head. There's a there's a technical wow. and scientific reason why it didn't work. And yeah. usually it's you.
0: I I, I honestly, with a very limited experience I've had with comedy, but my my experience with it made me opened my eyes to the bullshit my wife had been telling me for so long <laughs> that I always I always just would go, yeah, honey, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um And and now I totally buy into it. And that is that we have a vibration that we emit. Oh, like yeah. We have an actual, humans have a vibration that you can tune into, like free, frequencies on a radio channel. And if you're tu- tuned into connectivity and, and abundance and happiness and positivity, that that radiates out mm-hmm. to the people around you. And if you're disconnected, if there's discord, it doesn't and i i totally agree with jessica like that's the thing is like if you're in, connected with yourself it's much easier to kind of find that connection with other people and that 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 really opened my eyes to it but there had to be cuz you're 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 young to be at the stage in your career that you're at there had to be those moments detailing how fucking difficult it is where you're
2: like It's the right choice for me. Every, like, every year or so, I'm like, "Ah, I could just, like, get a house in the hills and raise llamas. I would be fine. Mm. (laughs) Even, like, last week, I was like, you ever, you know, driving in L.A. and you can see, like, you know, the mountain range way far off, and you're just like, I could just live up there. I think about that all the time. Right? I told yeah.
1: Katie this morning I just or last want emus.
2: night. Emus. Emus.
1: I want to have a chihuahua farm.
2: Yeah. Oh, this sounds fucking great. She was like,
1: "Who are you going to sell them to?" And I was like, "Nobody."
2: You could yeah. love them. You I'm sleep with them. them. Yeah, I would have you like
1: thousands of chihuahuas. <laughs> oh, I'd have like the baby chihuahua oh. house. And like the adult chihuahuas and like gardens for chihuahuas well, to all run around in and stuff. <laughs>
2: weren't they all weren't they like used to protect like the 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 ruins the ancient ruins is right. that what chihuahuas? So were nobody there? would ever break Thousands. into my house.
1: Thousands of alarms going off yeah. constantly.
2: it'd be you basically be the Mayan ruins. Yeah. would the, be your house.
0: The unfortunate story of chihuahuas.
2: Yeah, they were for meat, is, right? Was,
0: they were German. <laughs> they were German royalty in Mexico, in yeah. Chihuahua, Mexico. Yeah, they wanted a nice
2: Snack?
0: decorative accoutrement to carry around with their and they started breeding dogs smaller and, smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and that's how the Chihuahua came about I feel like
2: you just described Paris Hilton too it's I true. have to <laughs> ask you this yeah.
0: have you ever had cramps and you have to do comedy
2: cramps? yeah what, like period like female cramps? yeah cause I don't know. no have fucking
1: one. leg cramps from yeah. leg yeah, what about it
2: do, do I ever perform have you, them? Ever
1: got, have you ever had cramps so bad that you can't perform
2: no 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 no, no. I no it, it, would, it takes a lot to get me to not perform mm-hmm.
1: katie how do you feel right now
2: oh i feel awesome <laughs> are you going through some shit oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm not saying i've had cramps that have been debilitating for sure but i have just started to notice as the
1: show's been going on i'm like katie's not saying anything isn't I'm that like, though isn't that you're um, in pain right now i'm in a yeah. good
3: amount of pain
2: oh not not very it's, it's personal been, it's though? been a clotty month <laughs> is it is it central in your lady bits yeah oh god yeah nature's a cunt to us it is nature's <laughs> such a cunt to oh, us it's the worst
0: yeah Having a child, I they hot. realize it's the most gonna, un, it's the most unfair deal ever. Your face is a color for her jacket. I know. Jacket. I gotta take I a know. break. We've gotta take a break. We'll be back with more.
2: On track. that I'm note, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one.
1: That- Welcome back to the show. By the way, he's a good <laughs> dude. Talking about talking about celebrities, babies, and cheating on them.
2: You added the last part. I want to have— Yeah,
1: well, I'm, yeah, I want to have sex with John Samos, too.
2: <laughs> he was I a—
1: don't know, I don't really— but. He
3: was one of my first crushes. From, really? full, from Watching Full House, like, as a little kid. I loved him. Yeah. Like, there was this episode where, like, he sang some song on the piano, and I had, like, my little Casio thing out, recording it with a tape. Like, <laughs> everybody shut up. I got to record this. I love this song. Like, I tried to find it everywhere. And I remember my— Brother's stupid friend was over, and at the very end of the song, he goes, "Is it over yet?" and ruined my recording. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> was worst. it forever
2: by Jesse and the Rippers? Yes, you're welcome. You're so welcome, Jesse
0: and the Rippers. Yep. Yeah, that's what they yeah. do what?
2: to your pussy forever. The rip
0: it. Oh, Stamos the crushes. Yeah. They rip it with crushes charm.
2: Butt. Yeah. Oh my God. Not anymore because he's married. But he, man, he probably just slashed. No. Yeah. There's ripping left and, and right. Ripping and tearing. Do
0: you, you don't think he's a cheater? No. Not anymore. I bet you he was. There's time For sure. Why why not now? Yeah, he what he went through a thing, uh and I'm not talking out of school. He's, he was very public about it, but he went through a thing about four or five years ago where his mom died in a eh. pretty ugly way. Um it was cancer, some disease, but it wasn't pretty. And um he his drinking and drug use elevated greatly and he kind of got sober and then got really very in touch with himself a lot more than he had before yeah. and went out in public and had talked about how he's a, he had lived his life in kind of in a, a very dishonest way up to that point, And he's hmm. trying to, you know, make amends with himself more than anything. So I, I, I think that I'm sure like 1997 John Stamos, like, oh, yeah. like full house John Stamos Woo! was probably just laying pipe. But you
2: know. filling puss, full puss.
0: I mean, can you blame the guy? Greek, no! Greek wads all
1: over LA. Those, like it doesn't make any bones? sense if you're that guy then and all those vaginas want to be filled by you and you don't fill them.
2: It's abusive to not fill them. Yeah. It's neglectful to it's not like fill Fisbee them. It's like
0: Krispy creams doesn't sell donuts anymore.
2: What's yeah. inside the donut? Why is this donut I empty? I don't know,
0: but okay. I was having this conversation with my wife the other day. We were driving by, um, there's a place in Venice where the doors supposedly like met and got together. Yeah. And there's a big mural of Jim Morrison. And he's impossibly handsome. You know, he's like so good looking and
2: he looked like he was really annoying but yeah. Oh no,
0: he definitely was annoying.
2: All that that poetry. Get out
3: of here. He
2: he always just like floated through the
3: house and was singing. No, he
0: he was that guy who thought he was amazing at every moment.
3: (laughs) I bet his dick stunk. I bet
0: it stunk. He probably Hummus.
2: Leather pants. Oh,
0: and you know he didn't shower often. No, No,
2: his taint smelled like roadkill and hummus. For oh. sure. That's documented. That's documented in the rock and roll hall. Of
0: Fame. <laughs> it is. His grave still smells like that. It's funny. <laughs> wow. yeah.
2: Did you sleep there? Yeah, I yeah, just wouldn't
0: visit it. but he was probably getting so much pussy. But that's like, 70s puss.
2: That yeah. that's talk about roadkill yeah. and hummus. Did they, exactly. Did they eat us? Yes. That's, 70s. Then
1: that's crazy. Because to A-S eat ass his all ass the time. is insane.
2: And his ass probably looked just like his face with the same hair. I would imagine there's two eyes and a nice nose and. good I think he has a hairy
0: hole.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Who doesn't? You don't?
0: Yeah. No.
1: I trimmed
2: mine before I came here because I wanted to get fancy. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. I, I like, I like a little
1: hair on my butthole. Yeah, but that's because on your there's no. Hole? That's because you're so hairy that you have like the black hair. You have the when you shave, you still have your hair is ready to come out already. It's yeah. true. Which means if you shave your butthole. You just got uh, sandpaper ass. Yeah, oh. yeah sand- but, uh, that's uncomfortable.
2: Uh, I got yeah. little
1: fairy hairs, man. My hair, like, I, I, they just get long <laughs> yeah. and straight. Like, I look like I'm electrocuted if Mine, I don't shave my arms.
0: It just goes. they're just long. like
1: weird, stray, <laughs> well, straight up. Like somebody's trying
0: to electrocute. I think it's it's wrong to let it go because my ass will look like my asshole looks like like Rick Rubin. Didn't you watch say something like, about what? your asshole being yeah. trimmed?
2: Your asshole like wanna, Rick Rubin.
0: You know, like the like it's that dense the hair if I just let it go that's insane but I like to tend to it but I leave a little so it's like it's still a man's asshole you know no, what I'm saying like I
3: guess I yeah. mean I like a hairless
2: butthole sure you guys like, like hairy
3: she- like you know, this is an asshole really? isn't oh, manly yeah.
2: enough it's yeah not my problem I like, want my asshole hairless but it's like a venus flytrap it's hard
3: right? why, you wait, want, wait, it?
1: why is it a flytrap
2: because that the hairs are just straight and they cross <laughs> it's oh. like they're protecting the door to the castle but you have that yeah. Oh,
1: man. You left like a ring of hair around your asshole?
2: I didn't leave it. Nature left oh, it. Oh, yeah. god. You
1: get it. rid of it now.
2: I mean, sometimes. Sometimes
1: you sometimes leave I it. Sometimes I
2: keep it because it feels like a nice little warm creature down there. It's like my emotional support, butthole <laughs> hair. <laughs> I have to give paperwork to Delta every time I fly. (laughs) Is that a ferret? Wow. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's an ass ferret. Oh my God. Are you John Stamos? It's so weird. (laughs) Your weed didn't help, but you totally look like John Stamos. Thanks. Do we just become best friends?
0: I I hope so. Um, (laughs) Do you, you should bleach it.
2: You know, I thought about that, but then it just looks like, you know, some poser.
0: (laughs) Why?
2: <laughs> I'd rather have it all natural. I I found out my last name Peluso is Sicilian. Pel is hair uso is many, so it's just my lineage. My asshole is just a yeah. Peludo, Be- peludo
0: is Spanish for hairy.
2: Yep. Wow. And pelusa is slang for dusty. So I have a dusty hairy asshole. Mm. If anyone wow. out there is looking for a fun weekend,
1: yeah, that's may as well say that because you you know you're in the clear with the first part. Nobody's trying to fuck that. At the end, like, come over, I got porn, a graphic video. Like, I don't give a fuck, dusty-ass motherfucker. <laughs> this is disgusting. What happened?
2: This story took such a and, turn. It is
1: such a weird thing to be uh, hot and do jokes and t- and talk about how disgusting you are. Like, that's yeah. going to be a… W- that must have come at an early age, right?
2: Yeah. The, you were just the hairy like, butt?
1: Just, you just talk… You're just like, fuck, I'll say… I've always been this way. Right. Because yeah. you know how pretty girls don't like to say that because…
2: I never thought I was pretty. I was always very awkward. I was a late bloomer. you think bloomer. you're pretty now? Yeah. Right. Good. I grew into it.
1: You. How long did it take for you to figure that out?
2: To about 10 minutes before I walked in here. Right. No, but uh, probably four years ago.
1: Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. It's because you got damaged, right? You're yeah. a fucked up kid. I got humbled.
2: I got humbled. I was damaged as a kid a little bit. And then I got humbled. Then I did some self-care. Talked about it with some professionals. Smoked a bunch talk? of weed. Do you yeah. still talk to professionals? Mm-hmm. I have a I have a life coach. It's very LA, but no, the dude's I, amazing. I actually
1: had a life coach that got me a therapist. Like, well, he didn't get me the therapist, but I think the only reason I even contemplated therapy was because I'd already through the the Jason Ellis show and the life coach guy uh, caught me on a bad day, <laughs> and he was on somebody else's show. And Telly was like, hey, man, you want to talk to my friend for a second? Like, Telly was oh, worried about me. Oh, like a really me.
3: bad day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. I think it was… Uh,
3: Rocking in the
2: corner alone.
1: <laughs> I think it was like… No, this is back when… If I got dark, I got real dark. Like,
2: Yeah.
1: I just didn't talk to people. I like, did, I could snap.
2: Were you self-destructive?
1: Yep. Yeah, I was… I think it was… I was still… I can't remember. It's a bit of a blur. But I, I was… Man, I was smoking meth a little bit. What? Did I tell you that?
3: Uh, okay. Er?
2: er. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? Man, wow, Revelation. I
1: can't really, I guess I can, So I don't need times and dates or anything, but yeah, there was a time there where, you know, from somebody introduced me to it in the in the gay scene, and I had a couple of rips on it, and I was like, fuck, okay. And that's how I kind of, I did it a long time when I was a kid, but, not like this. I started to understand how it worked. You did it when you fucked.
2: Mm-hmm. When, you're, d- when you're, when you're, when you're, it's a fucking low. drug. Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking. You get drug. high,
1: and then I'd get sucked off for an hour by some crazy homo who wants to suck dick for an hour because he's on meth. Sure. Yeah. But I got into it a little bit.
2: And then how'd you get out of it?
1: Just uh, you know.
2: Because people usually don't get into meth and then get out of meth. Yeah, meth but I'm, takes a
1: whole. I'm Shack Diesel, man. I got, I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like. You're-
0: <laughs>
1: I think something happened where I was like, "Oh my god." And 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 just didn't ever do it again. I can't remember what it was, but I think this was I don't think Tiger was born. I think it was when Devon was little and when I first moved to Hollywood. Wow. And there was people around me that had that, and I didn't know what it was yet. I didn't know about the the scene of it all,
2: but right, I remember right.
1: I remember doing it a few times where I was like, "Okay, this is fucking awesome. I figured out how to oh, like no. do it the right way now and I'm like really getting high on it.
2: <laughs> that should be your book, Do Meth the Right Way. <laughs> <laughs> how to. It might have sold more. <laughs> oh, no. How to be a boss ass bitch and do meth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I think there was just.
3: Did you just P and P? Or did re- you ever do it outside of those scenarios?
1: No, no, only yeah, only only, only a party gay. and play. That's party yeah, and play okay. for the yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: uneducated of the gay but I party think scene. The
1: one that I remember going it had to be a, an announcer for the Tony Hawk demo at, in Beverly Hills at like this big <laughs> oh, my, oh my god thing, and, and, and there's like a red carpet and oh, and uh, it's
2: a great and, time for math. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the antithesis of math.
1: The UFCs there, <laughs> Dana White and all those people. Are you looking at me like, dude, are, are, are you okay? <laughs> no, like, no, no, no.
2: He's deep in it. Uh, like Jason's
1: it. still potentially like about to do some meth rips, but I'm I, I remember being. I think Fred Durst was there. I remember being on the red of carpet course. and going. He's always. I wonder if anybody can tell that I'm because I was super trash. From that was the other thing I would do to get off the meth to run down. I, I didn't have. I don't know anybody that has any pills. I just drank a bottle of red wine, maybe two. Damn, on to get
2: the, mm. to the edge switch off. off. Yeah, yeah. So then
1: I, you know, I'm at this event, just like <laughs> dying. <laughs> Inside, so much pain.
0: Imagine what you smelled
1: like.
2: I don't even. Well, you know, I showered and you know, no, I got all. I didn't coming get. out of your pores. You can dress meth up. You can dress her up. Oh, for sure. You can put a dress on. I never
0: did. I was always like, well, let's just keep this going. Let's keep this train running. I no, I, I,
1: it was one of these things where it was out of the blue where I did it. I didn't do it every day. Right. It was just this thing that I'd done, and I did it. And that night was just so happened to be the night before I was announcing the Tony Hawk demo, and. I still did my job, but I I think that might have been it. There, where I was like, "There's no way anybody else did what you did last night." That is here, and everybody, right. yeah. P Diddy's here. in <laughs> you know, this and do do you like your life? You know, like because you could quite easily go back to where you were. You've already done this before, and I remember just going, "That's this is that's in, that was insane." But that was the I was so miserable. That's what happens when I do when I get in that. When I live a lie enough to try and keep everybody around me happy because I can't be honest with who I am. I I just don't want to exist anymore, but I'm a pussy. I don't just pull the trigger, I fucking do a slow burn, make it fucking hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until I until I either go, oh my God, or die. But every time it's I've had a little bit more of a an adult mind when these things have happened. So I've always handled them better so they're less and like now, if I get dark on something, I'll probably like smoke way more weed. The end. Sounds great. Yeah. You know, versus, versus any, like I'm not, I'm not toking fucking <laughs> math there. There's no one ever giving me. I did do heroin uh, on vacation.
2: That's true. In Hawaii?
1: Nah, before I went, I got a butt thing in, <laughs> and my ass hurt. You I got a butt thing? Tully and I both have hemorrhoids and we, from the book, the stress of trying to sell the
0: book. <laughs>
2: I think Tully had hemorrhoids just from his mother in law being at the house for so shit. Oh, well, that
0: that okay. He's got but, Japanese hemorrhoids.
2: Look, I could say oh. there's some other shit in my life that's
1: harassing me, but right now we uh. both have hemorrhoids and we both have the book. Now.
2: <laughs> so we're blaming the book. Did you get him? Did you get him like rubber banded? No,
1: in... no, they're not that bad.
2: But right when
1: I went on break, something started to really hurt, and I'm like, man, I'm on break. Like I'm not going to fucking. The doctor, like fuck that, and I just sat on the couch smoking weed. You didn't no, just kids, sit.
3: No, kids, nothing.
2: You weren't sitting. <clears throat>
3: <What do laughs> you no, mean?
2: you were leaning. On oh, the it couch. was bad because it came out that it was like a blooming onion under your bum. No, it wasn't. It was just it was
0: yeah, inside. She had cauliflower. Assholes. And I was uh, like,
1: oh no, like there's uh, something. And then it started to make me want to poo. And, uh, but the poo would be little solid ones. But they take like fifteen minutes to get out, oh, and it they was take their time. crazy pain. Oh god, to it's get like the it baby,
2: it's a little shit it baby. So
1: bad, so I fought that for a whole uh, day, and then I was like, oh, will uh, i don't know—I I took something to. I thought it might heroin. And I don't know what I did. I, did uh, you inject it in your hemorrhoid? No, I, I didn't <laughs> that's put a good anything. Idea. On oh, the right. I put hemorrhoid cream on my butt, and I was like, I'll be all right in the morning. No, that
2: shit doesn't work. No, my dad used to put that on his face to get rid of wrinkles. After yeah. so, then I had
1: to go oh. to urgent care. That Not makes urgent sense. care. Yeah, urgent care. And then the <laughs> urgent care lady said… Uh, and it started to really hurt when I got to urgent care. And the urgent care lady went to put her finger in my… First of all, she goes… because I said, my gland was swollen, like the little thing in your groin. So she she, she she pulls my pants down and she starts grabbing my balls. And she goes, how do you get that thing back? Because I'm, un, I'm uncircumcised. What thing back? I'm uncircumcised. <laughs> that thing? <laughs> she she did, said that? Yeah, she did. Yeah. She's and talking about like, the
2: anaconda?
1: I'm like, okay… And rolled it back for her. And she's like, oh, okay. She's a nurse. I, she she didn't know how to roll back. She wasn't a nurse. She was the doctor.
2: What she the fuck? She didn't know what foreskin was? She,
1: she didn't know she how to handle, said, handle
2: foreskin? I'm
1: telling you what she said and what I did. She didn't do it. I did it because she said, how do, you, how do you get that back? Uh, and I would, I'm like, okay. Maybe like, she was
2: trying to be like respectful, like, I don't want. To roll your your curtain back, I, <laughs> it's, like, I,
3: it's like half a jerk, you know.
0: I got it, as Aren't
2: we it's all like a stroke?
0: I thought <laughs> J- Jason's got a Jason's got a massive cough.
2: I, I don't, I don't, doubt it. I don't doubt
0: it's it. Nice thick. Car. Anyway, so she,
1: oh man, you, so she rolls me over, fucking like, idiot. <laughs> to stick her finger in my ass, <laughs> and and I'm like, I'm already my ass is really like on all levels of pain. I I do really well of stuff like that. Yeah, but that's debilitating. And I was like, this is fucking really hurting. Yeah, it's your so core. So she goes to put a finger in. And I go, ah! And she goes, oh, I can't do it. I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was just like, that hurt. But I'm like, it's, keep going. You know? Like,
2: yeah, fix I it. Do, do, yeah, I'm here. The fuck? I've been here for an f- hour and a half. Pull my blinds back. Yeah. So fix then she goes,
1: she goes, I can't do it. You're going to have to go to the emergency room. <gasps> I'm like, why? And she's like, it's too serious, too severe for me. And I'm like, man, I feel like she doesn't like me because I haven't been cut. And she's never really seen one of those.
0: I felt like there was a little she, bit of. a- she's, I feel like she's, she's an MD. She's definitely seen.
1: How, well, then how do you not know how to? Ro- how I have do you a, say I have, have a sneaking
0: suspicion, like a custodian snuck in and pretend to be a doctor. I do too. There's no way a fucking <laughs> medical professional goes. How do you roll this
2: What's one? What's this? Yeah. What is this? I think this? you
0: got tricked. I think someone. Tricked well, anyway, so then I go to the
1: ER, and then they make me stay there a long time, and I can't sit at all. So I'm like on the side of my, I was like on my hip like this, <sighs> and my phone's starting to go flat. So tell Katie like you know, man. I'm not being. I don't know what the fuck's going on Trump here. Because the
3: kids were at the house. Yeah,
1: know? yeah. So I was worried. You know, I'm going to get back. No, you can't leave the kids. And then, and then uh, I go in the hot. Like finally, they put me in a, a a bed. And I'm like, man. Now I'm in a hospital bed. Like I've been four hours now. I'm like, my butt hurt. Now I'm in the. Now i in fucking cedars, dying almost. Apparently <laughs> from your asshole. Yeah. I'm like, and then and then. You know, I going to do the X rays, and she's like, "It's really hurting." I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it's really hurting." And she's like, "I'll put you on some morphine." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I'm like, "You know what? I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue no. about that because you know that what? Put
2: right my butthole.
1: I'm like, that escalated. I thought maybe she might have given me like a vicodin or something, but I'm like, intravenously. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Was it?
2: Exp- was it coming out of your butt? Did you have like a prolapse no, no, moment?
1: No, I have I had. Oh, uh, I I have a roid coming out, but it's not out that much. It, and it In, was, internal. It it's was an eating. internal one.
0: God, That was I the love, pain anyway. I love the prolapse.
1: So they, oh, they those she, are great. She gave me that and I was like, woo And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, heroin. And I'm like, <laughs> my ass hurts. And she's like, it still hurts. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not lying. It was. She's like, well, we'll give you this other thing. delanolin or something, Delighted. Mike? Dilanolin. Delighted, Yeah. <laughs> whoa.
2: <laughs> what was, is it, like a ice cube suppository?
1: No, it does. No, intravenous drugs on top of the morphine. Where I, And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa. And my butthole did not hurt.
2: And then was your butthole fine?
1: Uh, no, then they did these x rays. And at one point they were saying they might have to do a surgery because I might have an ulcer in my ass. An and ass ulcer. Yeah. So I had to do like. Drink some fluids and do the e- 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 scan camera thing. That's how I call them. So,
2: very technical. Thank
1: you. Everybody understands where I'm going. Yeah, we,
2: t- we all got so it. So, comes
1: out, survey says, <laughs> you don't have that. You have, what is it called?
3: You're full of shit.
1: <gasps> yeah. And You're I, full of shit? No, I'm, I'm constipated and I got, what is it called? Anal from?
2: fissures. Anal oh, fissures. Oh, tears. It's you had Der- tears. It's Derek's
1: brother. <laughs> oh,
2: man. <laughs> That was good. You had tears in your in your in in your insides. Yeah, yeah. those are painful.
1: Yeah, Apparently, fun, yeah, but so. I honestly, between us and everybody who's listening, um, Delanapin was whatever that's called. <laughs> that was so unnecessary. But I, I mean, I was like, it took about six hours. I got home at about twelve o'clock at night. I'm like, give me a bunch of whatever the fuck you yeah. just gave me. American I've, I've been through hell.
2: healthcare will that- drug you. Go home. We don't fucking care. <laughs> Right. That's it. And then they gave me Are you kidding me. Oxys.
3: Well, that lady finally came and fingered you. Yeah. At the very, very end. Like oh, we're about to go end. home. And it's like, no, no here she is. And the finger lady she, came she's
2: in. Finally fingered like six as hours well. Before she her. was just
0: <laughs> another patient though. It
2: was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just it was a janitor. She's, yeah. she's like, Is he still here? Oh, I'm gonna give him the old finger. I'm gonna <laughs> give him the old ice cube finger. <laughs> she <laughs> right into your arsehole. That's a
0: terrible place <laughs> to have problems
1: too. Your ass it was. Yeah. It was a little bit humiliating, but this book. A lot of people don't think that what I'm, that I, my life is that cool. So I'm getting pretty. I'm in this pocket of like, you don't like what I do, or what I say is a little bit like. Ew. I'm like, yeah, but I'm. That's who I am. This is the things that I really like. And sometimes I do seem like I get more ass injuries than anybody I know. And and, and but I, you know, and some people are like, man, I'd rather you didn't talk about this. I don't care anymore. I'm just this. I'm really into. uh some stuff that some people don't like. I
2: think that's cool, though. It's cool to be into stuff that other people don't like. It makes you unique. And also, like, as you're talking and, and things I've heard from you, I think you're an important voice. Not to I'm sound that. cheesy, but… No, I
1: really believe it now. I do. Because I, I don't think are. there's a voice for people that are, you know, like, just a dude who's by.
2: Yeah, and who's be like been through what you've been through. Who, your aesthetic, your voice, where you're from… The fact that you have a family, the fact that you've gone through drugs and, you know, promiscuity, and you've been through every kind of fire I could have ma- imagined. I wasn't in a war. Well, it sounds a, like your ass was. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't in a war. It's no. only, my ass.
0: Ass. only asshole war. You were in yeah. asshole nom. You had asshole nom.
2: Well then, well, then, man, I've got PTSD. The Cuban from- mass yeah. Afghanistan. <laughs> Christ. You had
0: Afghanistan. That's
2: Afghanistan, right. yeah. The That's war true. of iras. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you have to call my ass from now, all right? Shock and awe. And Jason's asshole.
3: His asshole does talk in his sleep.
2: <gasps> are you a nocturnal farter? Fuck yeah. Huh? You little sneaky minx, you. Yeah. You, love, you love farts, I huh? love farts. They're so funny. They're the best. I love it's farts. It's the universal
0: language of
1: comedy. It
2: really yep. is. You don't even have to speak the language. And if you let a fart go, someone's going to laugh.
1: You see that girl on Instagram? The Asian girl is kind of cute, and she
0: just—I don't like it.
2: You, you don't, don't like, like it? it at first.
0: I was
1: like, "This is heaven. Oh. This
2: is
0: heaven," because she's she's a relatively attractive lady who farts, and she, she lets farts all the go. And mm-hmm. and uh, after a while, I started. Why I was like. The, uh, I don't know if I'm getting older. I don't know if I'm somehow maturing. I don't know if having a daughter changed me. I was like, this is grossing me out. This How can
2: you is- say that? But also, there's a blend. There's like, you know, there's a there's a balance to be yeah. had. It's some a of them, lot of fart.
0: Some of them yeah. aren't that
1: good. I'll grant you that. But every now and then, some of them, like, she's walking in a supermarket and she puts the loudspeaker on the back yeah, of her that's, ass that's and farts shit. into that. That's the shit. Yeah. That is hilarious.
2: Yeah, but that, you know, then the next person who grabs that mic is going to get pink mouth or pink eye. But oh, isn't, science. Isn't don't question fart, it.
1: Yeah, but fart gas is in the air anyway. Like everybody everywhere. If, you, if you walk into the bathroom there's shit particles there's floating everywhere.
2: Particles are everywhere, especially yeah. on a plane. They're just recycling phone particles. particles. Mm. Phone particles get me every That's time. That's why I
1: can't believe people pull their phone out <laughs> in the bathroom.
2: Particle. That's a really good point. We
1: had we had a promo on the show for a long time the shard Screen 500. <laughs>
2: Where <laughs> we didn't, I we, buy didn't it? we didn't
1: actually sell it. We just made a full promo for the Jason show that we played all the time <laughs> that you could buy the shot screen. I bye don't bye really bye I to. don't really bring my phone
0: out in the bathroom to shit, but I will I I pretty much beat off exclusively with my phone now.
2: John Stamel shut the fuck up. See, I up. don't
1: I don't I feel like that's what uh, if you want to be more creative, I I think using actual visual to jizz is weak sauce. Like what about in here? Why can't you make up because I'll make up shit that you can't get on the video.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? The real dark web Let me, is me your you brain. What?
1: Yeah. Like pe- people, like my ex wife's friends or something.
0: You can't get that on, on Pornhub.
2: <laughs> no, you can't. Let it's me tell you why. It's a good point.
0: Because your sex life is so wild and adventurous. Colorful. It, it covers such a large kind of ground mm. that you can draw upon things. You know, and, and I fuck one woman. Pretty infrequently. Don't make it sound that- so. For, how I,
2: infrequently? How long um, you have you been married?
0: Uh, s- just celebrated seven-year anniversary.
2: Congratulations. Aww. Thank you. Do you have the itch? No. Not the ass itch that, that <laughs> Ellis had? No,
0: but I... um, I was, I was I was married before and I definitely had the itch back then.
2: How long were you married before?
0: Just three years.
2: Oh, so you had the three-year itch.
0: Yeah, and I was younger and I was at a different place in my life. I, I, I'm honestly... and I'm not just saying this to sound like it, it's so great. But I'm at a point in my life where I, I, I don't... You know, obviously, Jason and Katie will let you know, there's no one hornier. I'm the grossest guy ever. Every, yeah, every guy gross, says that. But he's one of no, the, he's... the greatest souls,
1: loyal, <laughs> not like worked on himself. I mean, the dude OD'd and died from heroin. And now I I feel, I feel like you're the most, you're the nicest person I've ever been like that I can call a friend. You're a kind hearted, oh. always looking out for the people that you're friends with. Let her know in your fucking family, like you're you're on it 110% all the time. I mean, the guy's gone to camps. You're
2: glowing. Thank you.
1: He's done he's done stuff where I'm like, I got issues, man. I got to work on myself. And there's certain things where I'm like, I'm not going on that
0: camp. Like where he goes on a
1: camp where, where'd you go? Like
0: I, At the Hoffman Institute. It's in, tough. Yeah, like so if
1: my wife it was like, Katie was like, you got to go to this thing because you got to calm down. I'd be like, man, is there another way? Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's got to be another way. That's
0: fucking crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, look, thank you for that. But I, I've gotten to, I've gotten to the point where, as horny and as drawn to the puss as I am, there's there's no amount of attraction that would surmount the feeling I would have for potentially hurting my wife. Like that would, it so greatly outweighs the yeah. idea.
2: Of, yeah. You've got it all
1: figured out.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I think it comes with like finding some calmness and acceptance within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, maturity, all that stuff, self awareness, all that all that shit that you sort of go through when you've been humbled by life. Did you really OD?
0: Yeah, lots. Tons of tons. Fuck. Yeah, lots. lots. Towards, towards the end, towards the end, I was getting like um I've said it before, I, I used to wake up with medical professionals dealing with me, or or just in an ambulance. I used to wake up so frequently that it stopped being like special. Wow. I'd be like, Oh, okay, here we go again. You know. So. Fuck. But that's that, that that's a cautionary tale to people because like obviously look drugs are amazing are dangerous oh yeah dangerous <laughs> and, and dangerous, addiction sorry. addiction <laughs> is a word. fatal disease and all Wrong that whole thing word. but if you're gonna do drugs and I'm not the guy who's gonna sit here and tell you how to do your life do not mix certain drugs and it's like I was fine I smoked so much crack and so much meth and was relatively fine and I love as,
1: it when people don't know this about him because he you really he. He's got amazing teeth. I know. Where the fuck did
2: he get those teeth? I know.
1: People that have his tail don't have his life or his face. You
2: don't. You look like a guy, honestly, like judgment wise. You look like a dude who juices, who has like golden doodles, who like reads Psalms early in the morning and like transcendental meditation. I do
0: meditate every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: but
0: He's on steroids. At least not now, but he has. I did a lot of steroids. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I used to, um, I used to uh, smoke so much meth and so much crack, and I, I look. It wasn't good for me, and I was my life was falling apart. But health wise, I was relatively fine. As soon as I started smoking speedballs, as soon as I started smoking heroin and cocaine together, I was going to the hospital all the fucking time. My heart would fucking stop, and I would have seizures and everything. And it's so, I'm I'm not going to tell people don't do drugs. I'm just going to say, if you're going to live that life, really look at history and all these celebrities that are dying. You know, from a you know, the Heath Ledgers and you go around the list, There, it's from a poly substance cocktail. And yeah, you, you, you take something that slows you down, you take something that perks you up and you put yeah. them together, that's, not good for the body. No, That will it's send you not. to the hospital.
3: I've lost friends that
0: way. It's uh you know the the, the benzos and the and the painkillers together. Mm-hmm. That's the common one where people die. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Did, did Narcan become your best friend?
0: No, that was um that was this was like 2001. Oh, okay. So there was no Narcan. It wasn't pre, even pre-Narcan. Yeah, it was pre-epidemic. Yeah. So how do they wake you up then? Yeah, what
2: do they give to <laughs> No, no. I uh, maybe
0: maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> he was in his defense yes. he was unconscious. Maybe maybe C. they the the EMDs and the um uh EMTs and the um, paramedics were giving me Narcan. I didn't know. I'm saying it was before the era where like businesses had Narcan on hand. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I I have a question and not to get too back into fluff and stuff, but like, how is it for you as a comic being an attractive woman? Because comics, like it's a really weird um, community. They're very oftentimes can be very close-knit, but they oftentimes can be very territorial and dicky to each other. And that's just like when it's a dude and dude. I, I you, you introduce the um, really strange aspect of being attracted to someone. That's got to make it really hard on you. I mean, I'm sure some guys are just flat out weird with
2: you. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been situations that have been difficult and I've had to sort of like, you know, navigate through awkward moments and sort of find my voice and words to establish myself as an individual and not just a woman. But honestly, I've never looked at it as a handicap. Yeah. Usually, you know, especially because I've been doing comedy for 18, 19 years now. Like when I was starting out, there were very few women that were on the show with me. So if anything, I stood out because I was the chick comic. And even now today, like I've learned to accept that having more women on stage is just better for me. But there's even in life as a woman, there's. Dudes who, you know, I have jokes about just dodging dick my whole life. Yeah. Like becoming a dick ninja at such a young age because dick is just, it's coming at you from all over. And I think by the time I got that's into true. comedy, I learned yeah. that I had to become a dick ninja and I already knew how to chop those dicks and I already knew how to like sort of navigate through the dick storm.
0: Right, I think that's like the best dick message. Storm. Dick storm. Through that's like, my
2: special title. Of band.
0: you <laughs> like the whole Me Too movement, I think that's the best take-home message that more people need to get. Because so much focus has, and obviously it needed to be, so much focus has been on actual sexual predators like the Harvey Weinsteins and people like that. And, and obviously there needs to be focus on that. But that's such a rare kind of occurrence where someone's actually going to physically act out an assault. But what's not rare, what happens to every woman pretty much every day in every place of business, no matter what you do for a living, is that you're surrounded trying to do business with people that and, really want to fuck you.
2: Yeah, and not to, and not take you seriously as a business Right. You know, a coworker
0: And I I know, like, I, I like to look at myself as like this enlightened dude. And it's like, I look back on things like, I've been that guy. There I there had to be a fucking switch put on where I didn't look at girls, especially attractive ones, as like this predator-prey relationship. Is it bad for you know? me that I would want that? You would want
1: women to- In the
2: workplace? To, is this a kinky scenario for you?
1: Well, if everybody that I work with, like, <laughs> found me sexually
0: attractive- I'm sure there are
1: people so that I, do. Is that your workplace? <laughs> like if I go to, like I'm going to New York tonight and I'm having a meeting with the big boss. <laughs> if he found me sexually attractive, I wouldn't be bummed out about
0: no, it. you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Are who
1: you right? There's
2: the advantage of being a man.
1: But
0: wait, she's right though. But you have a very unique perspective being bi because you know the difference. Yep. There's a big difference when women find a man attractive. And I'm sure I've done, not to sound like pat myself, I'm sure I've done business with women who have found me attractive. Women have a much fucking better way of dealing with that, you know. Gay guys, guys, when they find someone else attractive, when they're sexually turned on by it, it it's fucking they go bonkers. Yeah, and I'm saying know, women no, have to like, de- haunt- women have to deal with that all the time of, with I, horny, disgusting guys. Where it's like, oh, she bends over right now,
2: and You're it's really to- easy to deal with. Like if you learn the psychology of humans and in the interaction between men and women, and you. I, t- to, your, to your point and your question, I haven't dealt with it because of the energy I put out. You know, you were talking about, like, vibrations. Right. I have been a victim, and I have, you know, I was raped, and I've been a victim of abuse and all that. Because I learned how to get through that and have therapy, the energy I put out is no longer a victim. It's not— oh, yeah. I'm not an injured fowl. I'm not, like, a, you know, some, like, little fawn running through the forest. Right. Uh, so, you can't fuck with me. So, I think, like, that energy you put out— mm-hmm. is the the reaction you get. So certain women, I think, and I'm not saying they're bringing it upon themselves, but there is this give and take uh, transaction between creatures. Sure. As
0: As much as I needed to get in touch with the fact that I can't be a predator, you needed to get in touch with the fact that you're not a prey.
2: 137 It's like when
1: girls call the show and say they keep going out with the the wrong guy. Yeah, because- Because you're in a headset where that guy finds you every time as well. Like you find each other. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Because of your-
2: that was the scariest shit. Can you continue shit. to? You continue to? You perpetuate all of that. Like as a woman, as an individual, you're always looking for the core issue in your life, and you're attracting those people that either heal that issue or feed that issue. So if you're dating assholes all the time, it's because you haven't loved yourself yet. You haven't learned how to deal with that trauma.
0: And it's almost, it's almost magic. It's, it was that was one of the scariest things from hosting Love Line that I came in touch with is that guys who hit chicks. Magically find chicks that will allow themselves to be hit
2: and make m- amazing music. Like and women,
0: exa- you know it's true. And women who it's not true. are oh, women who are, <laughs> are abuse victims. Magically find these guys yes. that will hit them. It's it's uh, like like this unspoken tether that they have to each other. And it's it was insane how you know I, I can't tell you how many girls would call up and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm on my third husband. All three of them." Uh, mm-hmm. Knock my fucking teeth out. And you're just like, what? Like, how on earth do you find these guys? And it's just like, they're both like bees to honey. They just right. figure out a way to fucking find each other. And there's
2: a source to each of those individuals why they're outputting abuse and intaking abuse. And most of it has to do with some childhood shit, yeah. you know? Some weird finger blast, the family family reunion.
1: Yeah, those, I mean, <laughs> there's different versions of that, but I totally, yeah, people did that to me too. And it did not sit well with me for no. years.
2: I came right no, out of your you,
0: ass. You had to work really hard, man. You had to work really hard.
1: You
2: really fuck with my head
1: when they started <laughs> fucking with my genitals.
0: To think, to think about like, you know, I've told you this before. And again, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, blow smoke, but to or think crack. about the type of, <laughs> to think about the type of abuse that you endured to be able to become the person you are mm-hmm. and how loving you are behind the exterior. And I mean, you're a really sensitive, caring guy, especially to your kids. It's a, I mean it's a real sign of like how much work you've done because it could so have easily gone the other way, you know? Yes.
2: Are you guys going to fuck?
0: I know,
1: right? <laughs>
2: There's so much tension. Jason, Jason he, really, <laughs> he, he really
1: I would. I don't want to I'm really weird about friends and gay stuff. He's It's so cute though. The uh what was it Katie Because you had it figured out in the, in Hawaii?
3: Oh, uh, the the intimacy. You're yeah. not you're not really on board with intimacy with same-sex relationships. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like getting, having a friendship with somebody and fucking them like the fucking has to come first before the friendship for him very cart and horse I couldn't interesting I couldn't do
1: that I have like two people that I see now instead of seeing a bunch of people where they just do it and I leave
2: or it's diluted
1: well they're my I talk to them about stuff that isn't fucking sometimes
2: that's great yeah Mm
1: -hmm. I progress progress. absolutely but I
0: was like that with (laughs) with street
2: relationships Street relationship. Straight. Oh, I was like, "Jesus!" For, for a, I
1: thought he said for too. a long time. Like,
0: dang, why uh, are you long time. Up people um, or what's John going
2: Stamos on? is a junkie <laughs> for for
0: a long time. And
2: Can I have that sound bite?
0: In in both directions. If I was friends with a girl, um, everything would be fine, and it was just platonic. Okay. Yeah. And as soon as my penis went inside her, I could only either I was like, "What are we doing here?" Because yeah. now I need to treat you like a dirty slut. That's my receptacle. <laughs> I can't oh do, God, I can't receptacle. do, a, to the, because, yes, I, we gotta, even, look, my wife, my current wife, we dated I for, knew I should have, bra- I should have left right before he did that. <laughs> but go ahead, go on. My current wife, we dated for so long before we slept together. Mm. More, longer than any, uh, mutually, uh, other, either, either, your call or hers. Kind of just agreed upon, it just worked what? out that way. I know. How like, long? Like, three, four months. What?
2: Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Your you jizz know? must have been bright blue. <laughs> and I
0: was and I was the guy that like, if it wasn't first date, I'd be like, what are we doing? What are you, what's your problem? Here? Yeah. Like, what, what are you wasting my time for? Um, And as soon as we did sleep together, like, shit got weird. Yeah. I, I was not a good boyfriend. It's very childish. Boyfriend. I was not a good boyfriend. I got weird. I got a- awkward around her. I didn't want to spend as much time with her and stuff. I'm glad you grew up. Huh? Sounds like you're, up. your wife- Pistol whipped you into shape.
2: It does. Sounds like a good woman.
1: <laughs> she is a good woman. She's got great tits and a great ass.
2: Does she? All yeah. Good for that. her. Thanks.
1: I've seen them. Good yeah. for her. What's your podcast and stuff? Where people, because we have to go.
2: Oh, um, Sharp Tongue Podcast. I uh-huh. do Weeds Day every Wednesday on Instagram and Facebook. I raise awareness for Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. I smoke weed. I answer questions. Um, May.com.
0: And spell that for the, the lay person out there.
2: J-E-S-S-I-M-A-E. Jesse May. Awesome. Yeah,
0: Paluso, Very hairy. <laughs> Don't forget. I haven't forgotten that part. Huh? That one shook sure. the,
1: um, The, the world… <laughs> Man, you got to do your fucking catch fart sound. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and on that
0: note… I just want to say, honestly, before we go, like, the, the, we're at a great time. Maybe the best time ever in comedy. And we're also at maybe the worst time ever in comedy because it's so <laughs> oversaturated. And yes. But you're, you're a very, very talented person. You're a very special, unique voice. And I really encourage everybody to get more Thank familiar with yeah. you. Yeah. I've been and a fan encourage- for a long time.
2: I encourage John Stamos to hit up, hit you up, <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> and give me some uh, some child support.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See you next week, everybody.